0: A Song and a Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Tom Adamson. This is season two, episode two. Our headliner tonight is the song Tennessee by Chris Kriger. And our opening act is an interview with Chris himself, the songwriter. Please enjoy. In episode one, we were at a venue in a Midwestern city. But tonight, we're in a very different place. We are in Appalachia. We are in the mountains of Tennessee, where I met Chris through a mutual friend, Paul Schutz, and we formed a really cool string band called the Hill Brothers that actually went on for a number of years after my departure. Anyway, we would have these long music-making nights. Uh, Paul and Chris and Kevin and myself in one of our houses up on the uh, Cumberland Plateau near Sewanee, Tennessee, where it was very much covered with mature forests. And um, at the end of the night, we'd leave the, the practice session, the songwriting session, as it were, at you know one, two, three, four in the morning, and the sounds of the southern mountains would cool our ears. My three years in Tennessee were very formative to my musicality, and I really owe a lot of that to Chris. He's a great conversationalist. He loved to talk about the music that he loved and loved to play uh, just as much as he loved to play it. I invite you back into the house now, back into Chris's house, into the warmth of his living room where he lives with Bess and his family, and their two dogs, and I'll give you a chance to hear one of those great conversations with Chris. A little bit
1: like Chris Farley. It's a Chris Farley show. It's like you remember when you were at the Beatles? Yeah, exactly. The captain. That, that was that was awesome. So hey, Chris, you remember that time that your dog barked when we were recording his songs? That was that was awesome. I am in the living room of Chris Kriger uh, with his two dogs, and we just heard the song Tennessee. And when I hear it, I think about um, the heartache of 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 growing older, and I think about um, how good it is just to listen to a country song and peel back all the layers to find a hidden depths because chris i think it's tennessee is a beautiful song chris, in that yeah. uh like 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 all the great country songs it kind of operates on a situational level but then it touches on the deeper truths of lies um I mean, if you just live with it a little bit and um i'm curious about uh why you decided to to write a song about driving back and forth between Virginia and Tennessee um, and then some of the things where that where that came from for you yeah well thanks for
2: having me come here because uh yeah I, I, I didn't intend really I set out to do much of anything what about 20 years ago straight out of college my, my then girlfriend and I moved to Nashville mm-hmm and when we were living there you know i couldn't like find a place or figure out what i was doing just sort of 20 something malaise sure that old story i was essentially like that blank space at the beginning of a record right I had that hiss nothing and i couldn't i thought i was gonna maybe write songs or play music or something and not materialize so i found myself missing virginia uh-huh like a lot i just missed home you know it felt kind of homesick here um uh, right and so the first part of that song is just about the, the kind of, uh, that malaise and just that homesick and kind of being, missing my, my, my home yeah. pretty yeah. well, you know, well-worn territory there. And I, I wrote that first verse and the first chorus, like at that time, probably 2001, 2002, okay. or 2002 somewhere in okay. there. About the time we were leaving to come back to Virginia to get married and start a life together. Nice. And then you flash forward uh, several years to uh, where now that old girlfriend and I are divorced and we have kids. Sure. And she's moved
1: back to Virginia with them. And you're here in Tennessee. And I'm stuck back in Tennessee. Though not Nashville. You're in southern Tennessee. Yes. On the hills and trees. And it's beautiful here, but it's different.
2: Yeah. Uh, the big missing part uh, of that was, the, yeah, way. I, I re, we came back to Tennessee for, for her to go to seminary, which is where, obviously, <laughs> yeah, we met. You and I met. Right. And uh, during her three year time there, where she finished up and left. Okay. And uh, I've kind of been a dead ender around here. You know, I'm still banned sure. here in Swanee. So,
1: another great thing about this song and the creative process is, is the nice thing of these locations. And uh, I, I think part of the malaise, not malaise, but the angst um, that the song plays on, you mentioned Bristol, Tennessee, uh, or Bristol, West Virginia. Is it West Virginia? It's Tennessee. Well, and doesn't it like sit on a border?
2: It's right on the border of of, of Tennessee, yeah.
1: Virginia. Which this, I have to tell So that's thank you for correcting me. that. And it's you mention it uh, it's explicitly in the song. And it's, it's a, it a halfway point on your trip, mentioned passing through yeah. it. And there's a feeling of um, corn you'd see in the song of not being quite exactly where you want to be. It's very liminal,
2: like in between spaces. Exactly some of the tonality might reflect where it doesn't always, like, resolve strongly. It's kind of waffling back between A and B a lot without <laughs> any real resolution. Sure. It's uh, just sort of floundering aimlessly, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. Tell me about the the blanket. I think that was something... There's a, another great work of a country song. There's always some kind of detail that just is kind of like the... the cutting, Cuts you to the, to the heart. And sort of the, the, the real poke you in the, in the ribs kind of moment. And for me, it's like... You're driving, and this is the last verse. This is after the relationship, and, and the blanket is in the back seat. And even though this uh, this marriage has failed, but you still have the love of your daughter, who means the world to you. And uh, I think that's an entry point for for a lot of people into the song.
2: Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, that. So I wanted to. I mean, I, I wanted to have something that that that. That played off the first chorus. It took some of the same, sure, words or the cadence or rhythm, you know. Yeah. So play like,
1: me a song that's familiar. Turn down the blankets of the sheets and speak softly to me. Yeah, that's obviously that's, that's, coming home, right? That's like one blanket. Then there's a different one yeah. later
2: on. That's like coming home, basically almost singing the song, you know, to, to your mom or family or something to sure. turn the yeah, home, like I'm coming home. No. Neat. The second, so oh. almost I was thinking about that and wanted to turn those words around and obviously clear with that sense of loss of the most brutal and agonizing thing i would do I mean, when we would meet there and i would drop off my girl and have to you know that who, i wasn't going to see her for uh uh-huh. maybe three four weeks you know and that's right you know that that, that was that, that was rough
1: and um sure you and know that's referenced in the line the, about the, uh the f- mark in the kitchen wall yeah where they're growing
2: and just it just happened like you know at, First of all, you know, Lily, no, my, my, my daughter, I mean, she just, she leads everything everywhere. She's a man and so she would always leave a, a blanket, a, Our, a sure, her, her stuffed bunny rabbit, or something. something. Right. Invariably, she would leave something in the car. And so it was like that idea of this little piece of her, this thing, sort of still in the back seat, just while I had to turn around and drive back. Yeah. While she's going the other way. And there's just, yeah, this little remnant. And, um. And so I just thought that kind of played well uh, off of the the blanket from the first one. Same Uh, thing about wanting to hear a song that's familiar going home, but when you're kind of leaving what's home to you, a familiar song hurts. Yeah, that's right. Coming home, a a happy song makes you feel good, leaving a happy song makes you sad. Right. And So that's like the turn down the
1: song, it's too familiar. Sure, and I think everybody can can relate to that uh, sometimes. Um, Um, You mentioned that you that, going back to the creative process, the, the, the genesis of the songs, so or the embryonic stage, um, was when you were quite a bit younger. Um, and I think it's neat how you have, uh, kept it alive and it's taken on a life of its own. Um, do you find that in your songwriting, um, things stand the test of time. They last through the years, they come back. How does, now you got other songs that you've developed over decades?
2: Yeah, I think what happened was I had all these like kind of scrap, you know, spare parts laying around this mm-hmm. kind of junkyard in my head. And, uh it, you know, I just never committed anything. I never, it was, I don't know, some sort of pathology. I was like a fear of finishing something. Mm-hmm. And eventually when I got a little home recording set up, I started recording. And I was like, it's time to just get these out and move on to something else. Right. And that's kind of how that song, in, in it, 20 years sitting there, and then the second half of it came out in about 10 minutes. Wow. So <laughs> it's just like, this needs, and it was done. And so I've, I've got, you know, a handful, like that, maybe three or four ideas that I'd had that I finally was able just to, uh, sure, say, look, it's time to finish this thing. Let's get some closure on it. Right. And so, um, and again, you know, so most of those have a, 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 a verse or two. That is written by my older self juxtaposed against the younger mm-hmm. thing. So,
1: um, I think that's a fascinating experience to go through. Um, from my perspective, as a songwriter, songs are like, uh, if I can compare my imagination or my brain space to like uh, a house uh, each, each song when I, when I finish it, it's like a, an addition or a room that I put on there. And I've I've decorated it in a a certain way, with certain furniture, and the windows are a certain way, and they have a certain view. And sometimes I am a bit of a distracted uh, contractor. I'll like like this song. I'll start an addition. I'll get the drywall up, but there's no trim, there's no furniture, there's no paint, and then I'll come back to the room and say, "Oh, I remember why I built this room." And then I'll just carry it all the way forward after having built five but other rooms it, it, on, it, it, in the opposite it, direction. It, exactly. Yeah. And that, but, but, uh, the songs that stick with you become a permanent piece of your mental furniture yeah. and you can always go back to them and, and work on them and develop them. And that's, that's the really, really cool thing about being a songwriter. So for those of you who are not songwriters, it's kind of a peak. and see interior light. Uh, they have a, and they take a life of their own. Um, as much as they are your creation, they kind of tell you what to do. Sometimes I've, I've found and songs will want to go to certain places or not go to certain places. Sometimes I try to insert something into a song like this song, you're talking about how you've barely used the five Ford. It. It's just there for like two beats every, every other once in a while. And sometimes I've been, as a songwriter and I've Hopefully I'm not rambling too much. I can edit this if I am. <laughs> Truth and Yeah. I've found as I've gotten older, I'd have less anxiety about trying to insert things into songs. 20 years ago, I would have looked at a song with three chords and think, okay, now wait a minute. Uh, this is an E major. I gotta find a place where I can put the C sharp minor yeah. somewhere. Um, and then I've let go of that anxiety to complexify A's and let the song tell me what to do and uh that's another and the last true mark i think of a great heartbreak country song is that there's no pressure for it to get complicated you just you just let the chords roll and the and the beauty of it is it's in its simplicity you know like a like a barn at sunset or like your quilt or like a cup of coffee first thing in the morning it just is
2: you let it do what it wants to do which is often end after Two minutes and four seconds. It's a perfect date. It's getting old too. And it just, it kind of lost a step. Do you know what? I'm good. I'm done. This is what I had to say. I said it. They sure. sure. And there's something too. You got to kind of, it sounds kind of corny. I mean, you got to like honor and respect because you're right. It doesn't, I mean, I know you, like it doesn't seem to always come, comes through you rather than from you. Exactly. So you just got to kind of like listen to that and let it shape itself and not force anything. And that does I they take. You know, a little well, bit of yeah. wisdom. Get older. I'm not gonna say wisdom, that implies a habit, but I mean at least <laughs> a little bit more.
1: <laughs> patience right. for not being so uh Right. Well, I, I, I mean, want to revisit your I remark mean, of wooing through you uh rather than from you. That's been my experience. The ones that I that I've kept uh, are the ones that have that have come to me and through me in, in the mysterious place they come from. And my friend Josh, who will be in this season. Josh Ayers is always fond of pointing out to me, inspiration should find you working. So it's mm-hmm. no surprise to me that you were able to finish this song when you were just working out a whole bunch of songs and that, that, that inspiration is able to kind of find a place to, to rest. If you're always playing and always when you're chopping at something or. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Inspiration should always find you where I like that. So that's been one of my mottos since he shared that with me just right before COVID, he told that to me and I've been thinking about it ever since. The, the ones
2: that, that you have that you've never talked about, if the ones that you have you this, the, you got the pieces of the straps lying around, Uh uh-huh. do you,
1: do you have this written down just here or are, are they, are they in there? Indeed. It's a, it. it's in all of the above. Uh, they are both on paper. They're both in like little digital recordings here and there. And they're also, um. And the bulk of them are just rattling around in my brain, taking its space. I live in my head most of the time. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember this guy's name this the speaker. I heard speak once about the spiritual life says I've got a big reading room in my brain. My brain is like a house. I have this massive library and I, I spend most of my time in my upstairs room, you know, reading and pondering. So if you come to my house waiting, you say hello to me, it's going to take me a while to get from <laughs> upstairs down to the front door. If he even hears the knock. Exactly. That. And I'm like, you know, Game recognizes James. That's me. That. And I'm always thinking about my music and how I can make it better. Sometimes to the point of frustration to the people around me. Yeah. Um. But for some reason, God in his infinite wisdom has asked me to be this way. And I've often found that, um, the music lights is the gateway for me to have the most meaningful interactions, um, and friendships and, um, things with people that, uh, don't happen if I try it some other way. Like if I try to have a straight job or, um, you know, try to make it about economics or business. Or uh, volunteerism or something, all of that just kind of burns me out. Yeah. But, you know, music people are my tribe and, um, I've been asked to, to be one of them, however big or small. Um, I don't have to be famous, but it's, it's what I do. Yeah. So hopefully if you, dear listener, are one of those people, uh, my heart goes out to you. Yeah. You, you know, that you're one of them, that you have very few close
2: relationships. It doesn't at least have some tangential relationship during like Exactly. exactly. you play in a band with them. You right. sat around and ad nauseum awesome, just listening to records together. Right. You know, because yeah. even if you're older, not those days, like where you were scraping up off the CDs and cassette pitch from the night before, mm-hmm. you know, where you were oh, listening to this song, listening to it, and you're, you yeah. know, yep, yeah. yep, yeah. taking turns playing a song for the other one. That's, yeah, that's like our,
1: that's our gall. Yes. Or whatever normal people do. <laughs> and you do live across the street from a golf course, though. I, I can't uh, say as I know you to even own a, a set of clubs. Mm-hmm. So, so nothing, nothing good if the went out there. <laughs> sure. Well, Chris, I want to thank you for this conversation and a, and a chance to let me sit in and, and play with you. If you happen to live in South Central Tennessee, you can see Chris out playing lies. From time to time, and I do hope that uh, at some future point you'll be able to find uh, his recordings out there to the great wide web. But uh, don't know when that'll be, but <laughs> hopefully one of sometime soon. Yeah. Well. Well. Thank you, Tom. Good. Good talking with you. Yes, sir. turn this on And talk some more. Right.
0: <laughs> and I want to invite you to help make a song and a friend podcast a reality with your financial support. Leave us a one-time tip through Venmo. Or make an ongoing pledge through Patreon. You can find links through the show notes or through my website, tomadamsonmusic.com. Well, what do you say, everybody? Looks like our little time of talking has come to a bit of an end, and the guitars are propped up over against the chairs and the couches. Chris and I are going to play Tennessee for you. I'm playing rhythm guitar and singing backup. Please enjoy.
2: I couldn't Amen. She grows a little tough
0: Thanks, Chris, and thank you for listening. And a special thanks to Todd Bishong, who provides production assistance for me. See you next time.